In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. All right, so how do you empower and engage those around you in your circle of influence? Well, first of all, I think you have to be engaged yourself, like totally sold out to your vision or cause, because if you can't lead people where you're not going, and if you're not, you know, excited about something, how can you get others excited? But, you know, unfortunately, many times, as we know, life interrupts the vision (laughs) and can take us off course, and many times we don't even realize when we're off course and we're distracted and we're not engaged. Which we're doing that right now, so before we get too far into to our show. You are listening to Girlfriend It Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we'll have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. Well, on our show today are a couple of high capacity leaders who are actually world changers and very passionate influencers. And we are not exaggerating this fact. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, later in the show, we'll be talking with Cheryl Cooper. Wife of Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Alice Cooper. Which I I have to admit, I was singing um, some Alice Cooper songs to our sound gals, and I don't think they really appreciated my version of the song. (laughs) Well, they were egging you on, and yeah, it wasn't a pretty. It wasn't pretty. (laughs) Well, as leaders, one of our greatest challenges is empowering and engaging others in our vision and cause. How do we keep the vision energized and team members engaged? Well, speaking of energy, we can't think of a better word for our first guest, Kathy Herod, as she is someone who totally um, just embodies energy, and energy, as we know, is very contagious. Well, Kathy is the president of Center for Arizona Policy, and the Center for Arizona Policy promotes and defends the foundational values of life, marriage, family, and religious liberty. Well, Kathy is one of the top conservative leaders in Arizona who was once a self-proclaimed liberal feminist. She empowers us with information to help us better to be better informed, especially on values for this upcoming 2012 election. Well, and there's 33 days left to the, the election, which time is just flying fast. And that's why we so appreciate someone like Kathy, because she's literally a walking cheat sheet, especially for someone like me. She does all of our homework and gives us access to information, um, especially, you know, just even understanding all the propositions. I have such a hard time. And and then I I think I know them. And then I I sit there right when it's time to vote. And it's like, oh, someone help me. I know. That cheat sheet is really helpful. (laughs) So, Kathy, we want to welcome you to our show today. Well, as we know, Bill, there's a quote that I like about Bill Gates. It says, as we look ahead into the next century, 
Leaders will be those who empower others. And that really is a sign of a healthy leader. It's somebody who is constantly pouring into others, empowering them, and helping them to see more than they can see in themselves. So today we are talking about empowering and engaging others in a vision or in a cause. So Kathy, we just want to go into just our first question. What is your secret to empowering engaging, and engaging others? And we know we just went very broad on you, but if you can kind of <laughs> dissect that a little bit. Well, hello, Lisa and Patty. Um, I don't know that I have a secret. Um, I depend on the Lord um, that that's um, to touch people's hearts. You know, the, the work that I do and the issues that I address really touch close to home, and especially to women as um, whatever our roles in life are as far as what happens with our family um, as believers, what the future is for religious liberty. So as much as anything, I think the work I do, it's the stories that make a difference. It's knowing that what happens in the United States Capitol, what happens in your state capital, really directly impacts your life. It's not just out there, but it, it's what happens with how you live your life, whether you can really um, follow God and his principles in the Word or whether the government's going to interfere. And so I think that that helps to motivate people that we better pay attention and wake up to what's going on in our government because it's going to impact how we walk with the Lord even. That is that is such a good you know, stories. I love that stories because stories are so um, they're so impactful, and everybody loves a good story. And you can relate to a story where sometimes you can't always relate to all the facts because it can be overwhelming. And especially with there's so many like in conversation, uh, this this whole arena of of politics can be very very overwhelming, and you don't even know where to start and how to even what what does engagement look like, and. I love how you've taken it. You've, you've kind of broken it down where it's easier to kind of to be able to look at certain aspects and go, okay, I can get that part. It's like we don't have to understand the whole the whole realm. But really, the challenge is to be an informed voter, an informed citizen, to understand what's going on and not just sit on the sidelines and kind of put our head in the sand with, with some of these issues, which is so great because you, Center for Arizona Policy and you, you're really committed to just not telling people how to vote, but just bring in here's the facts. And breaking the facts down is something that's really easy to kind of digest. That's right. And if you're in Arizona, you can go to azvoterguide.com. And, for example, um, you can put in your address. You can put in um, you know, your information. And then you'll get your own personalized voter guide that will have who are the candidates in your district, who's the candidate for Congress, for state legislature, for city, county, school board offices, who are the judges that you would be voting on. And then you can see questions. You can even answer the questions yourself if you want to, and then see how um, the candidates stack up to how you would answer the candidates and which candidates match your values. We've tried to make it as easy as we can. And if you're not in Arizona, you can go to citizenlink.org, that's citizenlink.org, and get information from your own state. And that's always so helpful. Okay, so one of the things, when we talk about engaging and empowering others, sometimes we don't engage in something, especially like in politics. You see right now, you see billboards, you're watching uh, political commercials, and it's really easy to go, I don't trust anybody in government. Is anybody ever telling the truth? And so there's a trust factor, and because we tend to not trust, then we kind of disengage. How would you address this to people, just the whole thing? Because we, as we know, there's there's good and bad in everything. But especially, I think, when you get into politics, there tends to be a lot of distrust there. How do you how do you just really encourage people like us to go, okay, here's how you push through that. Here's how you – here's a level that, that's doable to engage on. 
Sure. Well, I would say first, um, don't vote for a soundbite. Um, don't vote based on what you see in a TV commercial. And don't rely on what you know may be happening in a commercial. You do need to do a little bit of homework yourself. So, for example, you know, pick the issues that matter the most to you. For example, for me, the first question I have is where does the candidate stand on the life issue? Is the candidate pro-life or not? So I want to know where a candidate is going to be on the life issue because, for me, that goes to the very character of the individual. It goes to how they, what their worldview is. Is God the creator of life, or does man have the right to take that life um, through abortion and through legalized abortion? And so, so I'm gonna, so, so pick which issue. Is it going to be life? Is it going to be the economy? You know, which issue is going to matter? What, which issues are going to matter to you? Then find out where the candidates stand on those issues. And it, so, to me, I think you know, don't try to take off, take off the whole thing, but look at, at what matters to you. And then pick on that basis. You know, don't don't be overwhelmed by it and think, oh, I better know where this candidate stands on everything. You know, for some on the national level, for example, it may be, does the candidate favor protecting Israel or not? I mean, you know, just so what what's your heartbeat and what are you going to vote on? And then make sure that you know where the candidates you favor stand on those issues. Okay, so. I, I know you can't tell us exactly how to vote because you know you know that's what I want. I just want you in the booth with me. <laughs> well, well call, call me, call me, Penny, and I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, um, but can you kind of cast a vision on why this is so significant? Why so many of us and and we get so caught up in in life and just the busyness of life that it gets to the point where all of a sudden, like we talked about, it's thirty three days away, and we haven't done our homework. So, kind of cast a vision on why it's so significant. And okay. uh, let me give a couple of quick stories. Um, you know, uh, eight-year-old Johnny comes home from school, and he has a booklet. He had an earache at school. The teacher sends him to the nurse for his earache. Well, I don't know what happened with the earache, but Johnny comes home and gives Mom a book on puberty that his school nurse gave him at eight years old that has graphic-specific information about male and female development. You know, Mom flips, calls our office. You know, how could this happen to where someone you know, basically broke my parental, you know, interfered with my parental rights, mm-hmm. gave my 8-year-old a graphic description of female puberty in adolescence, and I, I didn't have that, took away from me that right to do that with my son myself, to teach him that. And so what happens then is we pass a law that says basically the schools can't give information out on sexuality without parents knowing about it, and they can't teach them sex education without the parents signing a form that opts their child into that class. So that goes to, are you going to vote for a candidate? that agrees with that and supports your parental rights. Or your 16-year-old daughter, you find birth control pills in her room, and when you ask her about it, she spills her guts that she just had an abortion at the local abortion clinic, Mm. and you're you're thinking she's 16, she didn't have my consent. Mm -hmm. Well, the clinic accepted an email her boyfriend sent purporting to be a parent. So then that leads to being able to pass a law that says that that parental consent signature has to be notarized. Well, so do you want to vote for a candidate who supports life and who will support your right as a parent that it has to be a notarized signature? Now, I don't want to get in the weeds too much, but, you know, it's real-world stuff that impacts our lives. And so, so look, so um, those are just a couple of examples that, you know, so look at, you know, where are you at on school choice or where are you at on the life issue and then find out where the candidates are. And that's a good way to break it down and because we don't have to know it all, which we tend to do, but just pick the things that really matter to 
to, to you, and which goes back to engaging, engaging and knowing what does matter. You've taken the time to figure that out. Well, Kathy, we're going we're gonna to take a break here in a minute, and when we come back, we want to just keep um, just impacting a little bit more of this. Um, but as we go into a break, here's a question that we want to just challenge our listeners to. Um, as uh, Where are you engaging your time and your energy to make a positive impact? Because to engage requires time and managing our time well and knowing what, what to spend our time on and what not to spend our time on and what is the most productive way. So we just want to kind of challenge that question as we go into. We are talking with Kathy Harrod, who's president of Center for Arizona Polity, Policy. And we're just talking about how do we totally engage and really be informed even as we go into this season and be, um, be a better citizen and our values. You're listening to Girlfriend Radio. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Togginap.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. The IRS can and will track your income. Can you? It's time to bulletproof your taxes. Yes, bulletproof your taxes with host Nellie Williams, Fridays at 1 Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. As a business owner, you know that tax deductions can lower your tax liability, but deciding which expenses are deductible and how to claim them can be confusing, frustrating, and ultimately costly when you're wrong. Former IRS audit supervisor Nellie Williams will help you learn what is deductible and when to take that deduction to avoid raising IRS red flags. She'll teach you how to survive an IRS audit so you don't have to pay more tax, interest, or penalties. Each week, Nellie will be here to teach us as entrepreneurs and small business owners how to pay our fair share and not a penny more. Check out her website, BulletproofYourTaxes.com. Then join us for Bulletproof Your Taxes with host Nellie Williams, Fridays at 1 Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
we are back with our special guest, Kathy Herod, president of Center for Arizona Policy and advocate for family values. In regards to this upcoming election, one person can truly make a difference and every vote counts. And, and I know, um, just as Lisa said earlier, you, you almost start getting apathetic because you just lose trust in what's taking place. But we know it is an incredible privilege um, to have to be a citizen of this country and to vote. And we must be engaged as informed voters. It can be very overwhelming with all the propositions and, you know, just what's taking place with the candidates. And that's why we really were passionate about having Kathy on the show today mm-hmm. so we can be better informed. And, and Kathy, I know you can't really tell us how to vote, but can you give us a brief analysis of the difference between Romney and Obama? I'm sure, and I'll just emphasize that Center for Arizona Policy does not endorse or oppose candidates, um, and I don't do that personally in, in a very public way. But there are significant differences between Romney and Obama on basically every issue out there. Um, they both have different solutions um, on the role of government, and where Obama would say that the role of government is to step in and, and to um, you know to do much more to save the economy, where Romney would favor the f- private sector and let capitalism work. But on the, the issues that I hold dear, um, President Obama has been. I would say pro-choice on abortion. He is endorsed by Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is running commercials on his behalf. So he very much supports abortion at any stage of pregnancy for any reason, at any age of the mother, where Governor Romney um, is pro-life. He would support um, restricting abortion, and so he's been very clear on that. On the issue of the definition of marriage, Governor Romney fought the redefinition of marriage in the state of Massachusetts. Um, President Obama has supported including same-sex couples, um, is deserving of marriage licenses. So President Obama would redefine marriage to include homosexual couples. And, you know, on the issue of marriage, when you think, okay, why does that matter? In the state of Massachusetts, when marriage was redefined, parents of first graders were told that their children had to read a book called King and King that was about a young prince finding another young prince and falling in love and living happily ever after. And when parents said, we'll deal with that issue at home, the state said, too bad, the law in our state is that same-sex couples can get married, and this is required reading. So, mm-hmm. you know, once again, it goes to, well, maybe, so what if um, homosexual couples can get married? Well, President Obama would favor that and wouldn't have a problem, evidently, with your first grader being taught about homosexual marriage instead of you as the parent being able to make that decision. Um, for those who are, are believers and are concerned about Israel, President Obama has not visited Israel the whole time he's been president. Um, Romney has been to Israel. He is, um, has a good relationship with Netanyahu, and is, Romney appears to be much more inclined to protect Israel than President Obama has been. So there are significant differences in foreign policy as well. So those are um, President Obama, when he talks about religious liberty, he talks about the freedom to worship. That's not what the First Amendment says. Um, freedom to worship phase really talks about within the four walls of your church, where the First Amendment to our Constitution says that we have the right to freely exercise our religious beliefs, so that means out in the public arena, not just within the four walls of our church. Governor Romney has been a stronger supporter of religious liberty. So on those key issues, there are significant differences. Again, that's not an endorsement, but to just point out some of the differences between those two candidates. Okay, which leads into the question of the debates last night. What did, what did you think about this? Well, I was very surprised at how the debate went and that Governor Romney seemed to be, um, I wouldn't say on the attack, 
but he was on the front burner. He was strong. He he looked presidential. He was aggressive. And President Obama seemed uh, uncomfortable the whole time. Mm-hmm. And President, President Obama is known for being a very good speaker and able to motivate and speak to the issues. And so I was surprised at President Obama's performance. I was probably even more surprised that the media that generally would defend President Obama did not defend him, that mm-hmm. the, the knives were out last night and even this morning with those who support President Obama openly acknowledging that he lost the debate. And so, I, I, you know, I was, I was following Twitter last night and Facebook and different um, blogs quite a bit last night and this morning, and um, most believe that Romney won the debate and that he looked presidential and that he had specific responses. So I thought that was very interesting. I, I thought it was good that the moderator, Jim Lehrer, wasn't able to interject as much as he would have liked to. Yes. Because you would, you would like to see just the two candidates challenging each other a little bit. So I, I think... Um, Round one went to Romney. Next week will be Paul Ryan against Vice President Biden. That will be a very interesting one as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was so interesting um, watching Obama when you when you first started watching it, and you saw Obama almost look so nervous, and then when he didn't come back, when Romney would make such great points, and then he would he would come back just with his his typical. Um, I, I, I am the president. This is, I can just look to the right and look to the left. And he, he wasn't really, um, answering what Romney was presenting. And I, I, I was actually a little surprised, a bit shocked because he is such a great speaker. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't go after Romney on, Obama did not go after Romney on any of the points that he's been making in his stump speeches. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, Romney has a reputation as being a problem solver and being able to fix whether it's a corporate issue or the Olympics, but being able to come in and provide solutions and fix problems. I think that came through last night where President Obama is basically trying to say, trust me, I know the last four years have been hard, but we're going to fix it and we're going to do better, but he's not giving specifics. Right. He wasn't giving any specifics. At one point, I actually thought, does he have an iPhone that he's looking and he's reading? (laughs) (laughs) I did. I thought, is that legal? Can he look at an iPhone and and have people coach him what to say next? (laughs) Because he kept staring down like he was, you know, and he wasn't really engaged in what Romney was saying. And he was, Romney was just rocking it. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely, I thought it was a great debate. It was, you know, a lot of are saying it's probably one of the best presidential debates, maybe going back to Kennedy Nixon in 1960, mm-hmm. and that, that a, I heard one commentator say that Romney may even have done better than Kennedy did in 1960. Mm-hmm. That was quite a statement, I thought. Mm-hmm. Truly, mm-hmm. that really is. Well, Kathy, you want to back up just a little bit so we can make sure we, we have time for a couple of things. Um, when we were talking about just engaging um, in, in, a, in a vision or in a cause, and, and you were talking about how stories are so powerful and just relaying facts and and not in an overwhelming way, but just in a way that people can kind of wrap their heads and their hearts around share briefly your story. Why, why you are engaged in this whole arena with family values and politics. Can you just briefly explain that? And then we also want to make sure we get in about the voter registration as, as we know, time is kind of um, coming rapidly moving here. So can you kind of address those two things? Sure. I do what I do because, first, I'm a mother. Um, My kids are adults now, but I'm concerned about their future, my legacy to them, that my vote matters um, as far as what their future is going to be, what their debt load is going to be. So I feel like as a mother um, in Scripture, it says that Deborah was a mother who awoke and arose in Israel. So I I take that Scripture seriously. 
Then second, when I look at other scriptures, God calls us to be salt and light. One way that we are salt and light is by being registered to vote and voting our values. And then when I look at these issues and I look at the issue of abortion, probably the most controversial issue of our day, I not only see the life of a preborn child, but I see the life of a woman who's hurting and who's been hurt by abortion. So I'm as concerned about the woman that walks into that abortion clinic as I am about the life of her preborn child. Mm-hmm. And women have been sold a false bill of goods with abortion, and it, it's harmed so many women and now more men coming out. So that's my passion and why I'm involved in all of this and have been, and, and I'm not going anywhere. On the mm-hmm. registering to vote, you obviously can't vote unless you are registered. So in Arizona, you have until October 9th to be registered. And if you're listening to this and you've got a cell phone, you can um, text VOTE AZ to 99000. That's 99000, VOTE AZ, and you will get information on how to register to vote. You can also go to azvoterguide.com and get information on how to register to vote. If you're in another state, again, go to citizenlink.org, and you can get information on your state and what you need to do in your state. So you've got to make sure you're registered to vote, then you've got to vote your values. But in the midst of all of that, don't overlook the need to pray, to pray for godly wisdom and discernment and guidance on how to cast your vote, and that God would give us righteous leaders who would fear him. Mm-hmm. Well, and that is so that is so significant because just the praying, praying it forward, praying that God, as we know, God is in control. Um, and then he would just give us wisdom and discernment and knowing how to cast our vote and, and how to get involved. So as we kind of conclude this time, um, this area, is, it can be overwhelming. And we really want to challenge today our listeners just to engage, to know what they're passionate about and to totally engage and to make the sacrifices of maybe of time and, and energy to engage in something to, to really promote. And, and as we um, look at this, even this political arena, because we know there's, as Patty said, 33 days left, how would you tell somebody to even to start? Where, where would they start to engage in this, to make an impact with 33 days left to the election? Okay, I think to start, I would first say pray um, and just First, pray for God to give you guidance. Then I would say go to azvoterguide.com. Put, that's in Arizona, azvoterguide.com. Put in your address and just start to see who the candidates are on your ballot and start to see what the questions are and how they answer them. Um, pick the one or two issues that you care most about and see how they answer those questions. Um, and then be prepared to go vote. Um, you, you may want to, yeah, I would caution you to not listen to the commercials too much, to not look at your mail too much, but to, to do your homework. Um, and if you're not registered to vote, obviously register to vote. But I think for these next 33 days, um, a key is to pray. And if there's um, a website, if my people pray, 2012.com, I think that's it. I may not have that exactly right, but if you just Google if my people 2012, you'd probably come up with the website and it's got daily prayer guide guidance on praying these next 33 days so i think um but you know start small don't be overwhelmed don't just throw up your hands in frustration but just make sure you register to vote then pick the one or two issues that you want to make sure you know where the candidates stand then vote accordingly and when you vote don't just vote for president but look at those other races because u.s senate u.s congress state legislative races in arizona we've been able to move significantly forward on the issues of life and religious liberty, especially only because we've had legislators in our state capitol who support those issues. So find out where they stand, because that makes all the difference as well. And those really hit close to home. 
Well, we want to thank you, Kathy, for just empowering us, challenging us to engage. I also want to say, bring your kids when you go vote. Cast a vision with them as well. And so just thank you once again for being on the show today, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bless you. Bye-bye. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher, six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network as Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their stories of struggle, glory, tragedy and triumph, revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts use to propel themselves to world-class success. Many people live their whole lives wanting more. The Gold Medal Success Show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play. Make every day game day with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection? Now you do. It's time for Alex Laws and the Alex Laws Hour. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Alex discovered an incredible balance that allowed him to listen and receive messages from the other side. Not your traditional psychic medium. Alex has spent the last 27 years as an endurance athlete and entrepreneur. At the core of Alex's abilities is his knowing that in order to open one's soul to the universe, one must open their heart to being authentic. The wisdom Alex has shared from those beyond the veil has helped at an international level and changed people's lives and sometimes, too, their direction in life. Need help with your life or business direction? Tap into the spiritual realm of Alex Laws. For more information, check out alexlaws.com. Then join us for the Alex Laws Hour with Alex Laws. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, here on The Rock. Star Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a bug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to Girlfriend It. And I just went off the show saying, we'll talk to you next week. And look, we're talking to you right after the commercial <laughs> break. Like, so are we done? That was quick. <laughs> that was a really fast show. So when our next guest, Cheryl Cooper, met her husband-to-be, the 18-year-old dance student, barely knew anything about the world of rock and roll, much less something about a leather-clad singer Singer. A singer. <laughs> a singer using a woman's name. Cheryl started dancing at age six and she has not stopped. Um, Cheryl, you have lived a unique life, obviously being married uh, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Alice Cooper. And um, I'm sure this has been so intriguing and uh, 
both you and Alice are artists in your own rights, and you've raised your children to love the Lord in a loving, stable marriage. You are engaged in, in our community, and you don't sit on the sidelines of life. So we just want to thank you for joining us today, and welcome to Girlfriend at Radio. Well, thank you, Patty and Lisa. Good morning. How are you? We are doing fine this day. We're <laughs> Excited, and um, we just did a, a tour last week um, at your great, great new 32nd Street, um, the Rock on 32nd Street, and I'm just blown away by this. Blown oh, I'm so away. glad you could see that. If you could see my toes curling in my shoes right now from excitement about this <laughs> grand opening this weekend, this has been such a labor of love. You know, mm-hmm. Solid Rock is in partnership with uh, a church called Genesis, who if you overlap Solid Rock's mission statement and Genesis's mission statement, they almost fit hand in glove. Wow. And it is the perfect marriage to create this uh, worship center and community center that really has that parking lot filled 24-7 just ministering to the needs of the community. Well, that, it's so amazing because, um, first of all, when you hear the term community center, sometimes I think of like a boys club, girls club. This is a community center that is so unlike elite. anything else. <laughs> yes, it's just so amazing. I mean, even just down to the, the dance studio, the, the floors, the, the, the ambiance as you walk in with the coffee bar and just such a cool place where the, the kids can go with computers and TV screens. And I mean, I, I would live there. So uh, just even using the restroom, I felt like I was in a posh hotel. So uh, using oh, oh that term community center, it does not define it very, very well. But just like you said, your, your toes are curling. And we are talking today about empowering others and getting them engaged. What are some of your emotions right now, today, besides your toes curled? Um, how do you breathe this vision so others can, can get engaged? Well, speaking for myself right now, my emotions are at fever pitch level because, honestly, it's like being pregnant for 12 years. <laughs> While we have been Ouch. <laughs> grooming this baby and this labor of love is ready to be delivered this Friday and Saturday, this weekend. And I often call it, it's a due date in due season because here, it's finally here. And uh, we will have a VIP dinner on Friday and then a big block party on Saturday. Open to the community, noon to 3 Come on down, hear my husband sing, our son's band play, food trucks, bounce houses, dance demonstrations, Fender guitar giveaways. I mean, this is, can you see why my toes are curled? Well, absolutely. You know, and I think birds are curling too. (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited and I was explaining to my kids and what what really is disheartening is when my 11-year-old is more excited about the the bouncing house than to see Alice Cooper because (laughs) they just don't know that name yet. And you're like, you don't understand. And then I start singing the songs because my my husband still, um, he he loves, uh, you know, Alice's music. So it's funny because then they're like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, uh, yes, so excited. I think everybody pretty much knows school's out. That's sort of the yes. national anthem on the last day of school. I was actually singing it this morning, and our, and our sound engineers weren't as appreciative of my version of it. So <laughs> Maybe um, it was in the delivery. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. You know, I'm thinking of just uh, how people can get engaged. First of all, I just want people to come through the doors, because when you walk through those doors, you will get it. 
Um, mm-hmm. Right now, even with a soft summer opening, we have over 100 kids coming through a week mm-hmm. for guitar, drum, bass lessons, eventually voice lessons, sound and light, uh, after-school tutoring programs. But the dance is my department. That's Mm -hmm. what I know and what I do. And right now we have a small performing company already called The Rock Dancers. Mm. And they're just phenomenal. But our focus, unlike the Boys and Girls Club, is strictly teens. I love what the Boys and Girls Club do. They offer just an amazing variety of things. Mm -hmm. But we are really focusing in on the performing arts and specifically on the ages 12 through 20. And uh, a kid's worst enemy is time on their hands. Mm -hmm. When they say, "Mm, I'm going to go hang out, well, that's the kiss of death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really is. So we're giving them some alternatives to some really pretty sketchy stuff that's going on. Well, you know, let's go back. You said 12 years you've been in labor, which, you know, that just sounds very painful. Um, and understanding nine months of labor. But 12 years ago, you, you, guys, you and Alice both are artists and you have these passions. Yours is dance and, and a myriad and him, obviously a musician. You're kind of combining and colliding your passions for a good for a positive impact. And you have landed on the area of just how do we really reach our teens and provide that place for them? How did that vision um, just, how did that unfold, develop? How did you go, this is what we want to do. We want to create a community center for teens. Can you take us back 12 years? Oh my goodness. Originally we wanted to just create a little coffee house, Mm -hmm. maybe in our neighborhood where kids could go after school because this was the era where not everybody had a computer and still many kids don't have access to a computer. Mm -hmm. But we thought if we could provide a computer bank for homework, maybe some tutoring, maybe Bible study if they wanted, play pool, have coffee, and just have a little after school, a safe place to go. Mm -hmm. Well, our problem is we don't know how to do anything small. (laughs) 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 The idea grew and blossomed and uh, really fleshed out into partnering with this church called Genesis. And what their goal, Genesis' goal, was to recreate or emulate, rather, the early church of Acts. When they outgrew their facility, uh, their goal was not to build a big church with a steeple and stained glass windows, but to go right into the heart of the community, into a strip mall, and uh, worship, minister, serve, meet those needs right in that community. And where we are on 32nd Street and Thunderbird, you have an eclectic blend. You have within a five-mile radius, uh, excuse me, a one-mile radius, five high schools, half a dozen middle schools, and a dozen elementary schools. Mm -hmm. So I I just think it's the perfect place to be and radiate outward. Well, I I love the quote from Helen Keller where it says, life is either a daring adventure or nothing. And you guys have definitely gone on the daring adventure. And that that motivates and it's so inspiring to so many um, people that are listening because we all have that, that dream that we want to, we want to make an impact. We want to do, you know, things in our community, but we just don't even know how to get started. So it's neat that you're providing this place that people can just jump in and you guys are asking for volunteers. You're asking for, for others to, to join you, to, to come in and get involved with these kids. Because if you're opening up the doors to, to all the youth, then it's great to have mentors there. To partner with these kids and to, and to help them out. So, oh, and it's so um, necessary. We are we are really looking for people 
with like hearts and like minds to love on teenagers, especially in this area where these a lot of these young people are really overlooked and they're underserved. Mm-hmm. And go in and provide an amazing alternative. I often say there are incredible after-school programs that are sports-oriented, but not everybody's a jock. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, if uh, I should have invented that uh, the T-shirt that says, "If ballet were any harder, it would be called football." <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but because I mean, it's it's grueling athleticism, but it's a mm-hmm. fine, fine art. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, who knows if the next Eric Clapton or Jeff Beck isn't going to come out of the rock or the next great dancer only because they've never had the opportunity to yep. learn. This. Well, it does go back to what you do. Or you're, you're empowering. You're empowering the teens and you're providing a, a venue for them to come and to develop and to learn. And that's really what life is about. If each one of us would take time to invest and to empower other people and to, to help draw out of them, because there's so much more in each one of us than we even realize. And we need, we need cheerleaders in life, those around us that go, I believe in you. This is what I see in you because we're not objective with ourselves. And as we, as we know, so many teens are coming from homes that are broken. They're not getting encouragement and they're not getting um the resources and and the uh opportunities to really develop themselves so love that you guys are providing all of that and truly really investing in them because they're there's the teens are such a great untapped resource that we have that they are not just leaders of tomorrow they really are leaders of today and they really can make a huge difference so love that you guys are taking your own passions and you're colliding them to truly make an impact Oh, we are so thrilled. I'll tell you something. It is, you know, when the scripture says it is more blessed to give than to receive, you know, what we're doing right now, we hope it's going to have an impact, and right now counts forever. But in looking for volunteers, I would remind those who might have a heart or an interest to come alongside of us and partner us that indeed remember the blessing that you get when you give. Now, Please don't mistake me for being a proponent of the prosperity gospel. But I had an argument with a friend over a check over lunch one day, and it went back and forth. Oh, no, I've got it. No, 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 allow me. (laughs) And she finally grabbed my wrist, looked me straight in the eye, and she said, Cheryl, why would you deny me my blessing? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I mean, she was serious. So... It really is more debatable, uh, first of all, who has more fun, the kids or us, doing this. But we're doing what we're called to do. As Christians, we're called to take care of other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're to go where our gifts and talents are and to do everything to the glory of God. So hopefully that's what we're doing, and I trust he's pleased. Well, we um, are getting ready to go on to a break, but we want to throw a question out there to ponder. Um, where are you engaging your time and energy to make a positive impact? And so hold that thought as we go on to break and as we come back. And thank you so much, Cheryl, for just uh, giving us that, that inspiration to know that we can um, go out there and truly make a difference. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Lisa.
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. People have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Viktor Frankl, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Simaluka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, rock, rock Hall of Famer Alice Cooper recently said, We are fulfilling a vision we've had for several years to provide teens with a central place to learn, have fun, and explore their creativity in a supportive and safe environment. The Rock will be one of the first of many teen centers in Arizona and ultimately around the country. Well, we want to welcome back to our conversation um, Cheryl Cooper, who along with her husband, Alice Cooper, are passionate for teens. And they are going to be celebrating the grand opening of The Rock on 32nd Street this weekend, October 6th. And as Cheryl said, her toes are curling in excitement because it's been a dream and a vision for 12 years that is that is coming to fruition and that is really exciting but Cheryl when we had our break you we had a good dialogue and you asked us a great question that we're so used to asking other people questions so when you asked us a question you kind of threw us um, but you said what what define if you'd say somebody asked you who are you when we answer that question do we start listing what we do or do we say who we are and can you just share when when you're asked that question who are you what is your answer to that? Yeah, well, I find, I find that most people do identify themselves as who they are by what they do. Mm-hmm. Either you're what you do, uh, you're a mother, you're a sister, you're an aunt, you're a homemaker, you're a plumber, you're a doctor, you're a janitor, whatever. But that tells me about you 
what you do, not who you are. And I had to contemplate very seriously how to answer that question. And it really came down to three things. And I identify myself in the following three ways. I am a child of God. I am a person of worth. And I am an ambassador for Christ. That's who I am. Then I can tell you what I do, but that does not identify me, because those things might come and go. Well, absolutely. And and one of the things we just spent uh, this weekend in Florida uh, doing training to help other women leaders who want to go into um, strip clubs and go into the uh, sex industry as a leader, as a, a believer in Christ, to help these gals get out of the industry. Or just, and, to, I, just make them realize they're loved and valued. And oh. so many times when you do go into this industry, these gals have so labeled themselves as, I am a stripper. I am a dancer, I am a, you know, prostitute, or I am in an escort service, and that, they have that label, and it's so hard for them to get that label off, and uh, it's, it's so interesting, like you said, I am a person of worth and value, and Jesus loves me, mm-hmm. to be able to get them to just mm-hmm. pray that the Holy Spirit can allow them to see themselves that way. That's, that's remarkable. I applaud you for what you're doing. That's so needed. Oh, amazing. Well, Truly it does amazing. break your heart because it's, it's like you and Alice, you see a need with the teens and it breaks your, breaks your heart and you go, somebody should do something about it. And maybe that somebody is me. And you guys have spent 12 years developing this and make, and, you know, doing what it takes, making the sacrifices to make this dream a reality. Um, and, and it's, that's, that's our whole thing. If everyone, saw a need and said, I can do something about this, however small or insignificant it may it may be, I can do something about that. Because there's just so much woundedness and pain out there, and we need people to step up and go, I'm going to make a difference in, in this area. And back to your question, you know, when you go back to, when we start defining ourselves by what we do instead of who we are, we're never enough. We never feel enough in what we do. And so we are always coming up short. And when you go back to that value, we don't feel valued in love because we're not enough because we're not hitting the mark by, by defining ourselves by what we do. So that is such a great um, distinction to really be aware of and, and to really challenge our listeners to three things like you, like you did, Cheryl, of what def- who are you? Yes. And what defines uh, you? Uh, and that's a great exercise. We are children of God. We are people of worth. And now we are ambassador for Christ. So what does that look like now? How does that translate? What's the fruit of that? For us, we are to go with our gifts and talents. We're to give with what we're given. You know, I, I often think that um, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, I, I want to become a hilarious giver. That's very biblical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to give with absolute hilarity, mm-hmm. if at all possible. And uh, I want uh, God's Spirit to flow through me and generate out into a very, very dark and searching world. Mm-hmm. And I want to give them alternatives and hope. I want to point them to Christ. You I know, think it's with- interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, that is just so interesting how when we we become givers, it seems like as you get older, you do see the blessings, just like your girlfriend grabbing your, your hand and saying, don't deny this blessing. And, and you do start seeing the outcome, and you get to see sometimes God will give you that window 
to show this is what's taking place because of your giving and not not even all financially but just your time uh, your love your compassion and it, it's interesting we just came across a fact that the most introverted individual exerts an influence on over 10,000 people during the course of their lifetime and Lisa and I were laughing because we thought okay and we're the extrovert so can you imagine how many people that you're influencing and you don't even realize that. So everything that comes out of your mouth, even like this, talking about being a cheerful giver, that you're influencing others to to challenge them to do the same thing. And we all have an impact. And so many times, you know, even our listeners out there, they don't realize the impact that they're having on others. And there's a responsibility that comes with that. If we're influencing others, how are we using our influence? And I love what you said, Cheryl, you know, we're ambassadors for Christ and using our influence for Christ, not for selfish gain. And, and what, what it's going to, I always think I want to, I want to be a part of something that's going to outlive me. Um, that's going to, the legacy is going to continue. And, and, you know, whenever you invest in people, and that's one of the reasons why Patty and I are so passionate, even with, with women, investing in women and helping them, um, to get past the brokenness and the woundedness because women change the direction of the next generation. Um, we, we, we impact children and, and can change. We can stop cycles of abuse and dysfunction and go, no more. It stops right here in this generation, and my children will never experience that. So there's a lot of influence as women that we have that we don't even realize. And that's one of the things we are just passionate to just encourage women to see their worth, like you said, see that they can make a difference and that Christ will empower them um, to, to do that, to live that way. You know, and that's so amazing. Sure. When, you, when you mention children, you know, we, we are doing this for other teens, but I cannot tell you what a profound influence it's had on our family and mm. our children in raising the next generation. Our children have co-labored with us since they were teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've served at all the Christmas pudding concerts that benefit Solid Rock. Uh, the Christmas pudding this year is going to be December 8th. This is our 12th annual. Hopefully it will become Phoenix's premier Christmas tradition, but all mm-hmm. that goes to help Solid Rock. But our kids have linked elbows with mom and dad and co-labored. And mm-hmm. if they're not teaching classes, if our son is not uh, part of the music program, our daughters are teaching dance. And I see it almost like David being called to build the temple at Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't finish it, but his son Solomon did. Mm-hmm. So here is for the next generation. Who knows if our children, and I see it happening right now, the young people in our church are stepping up to uh, train these kids and uh, just love on them. And these kids just flock to them like starch on rice. It's incredible <laughs> to see. And that you're, you're, you're absolutely right because I know what my husband and I, when we worked with teens for years and our kids were little, we would just say, you're in this with us. You have, you can make a difference and God uses you. And, and I think a lot of times our, our society says, you know, children are not, don't have worth until they become adults. And it's like, no, you, God uses you right where you are and he uses the children. And as we saw, you know, see in scripture, Christ loved the little children, brought them unto him, valued them, esteemed them. And, and I love how you're saying, even with your kids, valuing them, going, you have something to give right now and use your giftedness. And when we model that from our kids, when they see us, that we're in the trenches, we're rolling up our sleeves, we're making uh, sacrifices of time and money, they grow up going, that's just what you do with your life. And so modeling what we, how we want our children to live by having them come alongside of us as we serve is, is powerful. It is. It is. And I've just seen them uh, see the fruits of even their labor 
I mean, uh, with the, both of our daughters teaching dance classes, with our son involved in the music program, you know, I just wonder if this isn't the beginning of a ministry that's going to go from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we are talking today about in engaging and empowering others. What does what does your day look like? So many times we can talk about it, we can cast a vision, we can energize others, but then when you just wake up in the morning, you go, "What am I going to do today to be an ambassador for Christ?" What does today look like? Can you kind of can we get into your world to go? Okay, how? Because that that helps others realize, you know, when they get out of bed time management. So we only have a couple minutes till we actually till the end of the show. So, you know, in two minutes, inspire us, uh, inspire us with your entire day. (laughs) Do you know the first thing I do that I've trained myself to do and people say, oh, you just do that out of habit. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a habit that I don't want to break. The first thought of my day has to be, this is the day that the Lord has made. Mm -hmm. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's intentional. Mm -hmm. I want to be an intentional and an on-purpose person. Now, there are always things I have to do, and my schedule will shape-shift like you can't believe. Let me tell you, our house runs like a Marx Brothers movie. I keep threatening to take my front door out and just put a revolving door in just because of it runs like an international office. But <laughs> I am intentional. I start my day with prayer, start my day in God's Word, and then I go. I teach uh, at uh, our church, an aerobics ministry. I teach a dance class there. I'm involved. uh, I just uh, rotated off the faculty from Glendale Community College, where I was on staff teaching dance on the west side. Mm. And uh, with my husband, who does not quite have a nine-to-five job, (laughs) it's pretty wild. Uh, Right now, for the first time, I'm going on tour with him. I've not been able to do that before with three kids and three different schools and a ministry and obligations at church and my work and having had a dance studio of my own for five years. Now here's a season where I can just really cleave to my husband. We're actually enjoying each other. I mean, not that we never did. We, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of sick in love with each other, and it's sort of a problem, <laughs> which disgusts our kids, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but to be together on tour, it's a first, and I am really loving it, so I can be a helpmate there. Mm-hmm. But uh, both of us are just called to be salt and light and seasoning into a, a really clueless world that's polarized yes. right now. And... Um, Hopefully, we're part of bridging that gap. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl, for joining us today and and sharing all those thoughts. We hope that today's show has inspired and challenged you to, to maybe up your game in an area of your life to get better informed and engaged. So go for more information uh, to girlfriendit.com, and we want to thank you again. Go out and do the remarkable. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show to 